0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Tell Janelle podcast, and I'm Janelle. I enjoy talking to people, getting their opinions on relationships, business, or current events. I will be inviting several friends to join me each week to discuss various topics. Anyone that knows me knows I love to have fun, I love to love, and I'm always striving to do better. Have I hit a few roadblocks along the way? Of course I have, and they could have been a dream killer. But hey, I'm making it through, with little help from my friends. I hope you enjoy the show and remember, we all make mistakes, but keep in mind, never be a prisoner of your past because it can be a license. Enjoy the show. I'm so excited to introduce my next guest. Her name is Dr. Dominique. She is an author of Master My Money. She is a financial guru, and if you want some financial tips, I advise you to tune in. Enjoy the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. Um, Reese Financial Services is a financial education and services boutique firm where I work with leaders, professionals, and entrepreneurs, women in particular, who are serving in their divine purpose and have money problems they need to solve. Uh, Specifically, that includes increasing income, increasing savings, and decreasing debt. Um, I do all of the other in-between stuff, but that's really the pillars of the work that I do, and we cover eight core areas of your financial foundation, which I believe are your mindset, your savings, your budget, your debt, your credit, your income, your protection, and then a financial action plan to tie all of that together.
0: Well, I need that, like yesterday. Yes, we all do. Yes, so peer pressure, okay. So um, um, I was like this when I was younger. However, you see the girl with the coach bag, the coach shoes, the $300 purse and $500 in her wallet, you know, who's asking you to buy her lunch. So how do we as an African-American community get past the um, superficial part of our finances or our appearance? Like, how do you suggest we go about doing that? I know it starts early and um, how we were raised, right? How we spend our money. But what do you suggest that we do?
1: Well, I think the first thing is, is just to be mindful, especially as a professional, I'm not here to shame clients or people with what they choose to do with their money. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing, because I think as individuals, we just kind of do that, right? Right. Especially when we know people's situation. Um, So that's first not my role, but then it's to help us understand if that serves us because again everybody's financial situation is very different and money yes. is very personal and so even within our community we have this tendency to think that everybody's in the same boat as we are right and that's just not the case mm-hmm. so we have to be mindful of that but at the same time when you are that person who is buying the bag and can't afford it who's shopping all the time and no they right. shouldn't mm-hmm. while you don't have savings or whatever's not in order and your your behavior is going against getting it in order. For me, the first step is mindset, you know, asking questions and really having a dialogue. In our community, we don't talk about our money. We don't and we don't do it because we have shame, embarrassment, and there's these stigmas, but it doesn't serve us not to do that. And so I think as individuals, you have to make a decision first and foremost, does this behavior serve? And if you know it doesn't, then the next step is to say, okay, well, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? And there are exercises that I offer within the Master My Money curriculum where you can start to understand more about your mindset. It's like your financial blueprint. And once you start peeling it back and understanding, mm-hmm. I didn't elect to live paycheck by paycheck. Right? That's not something I said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So why do I do it? Another common um, dissonance behavior is like, you know, I know I should be saving, right. but I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. I know right. better, but I'm not doing better. Right. Well, why does that happen? That's just not us not doing it. It's literally neurological, because we've conditioned our brains and our minds to only do what we tell it to do first, and then second to know what makes us feel good. So when we shop and we we feel good, we're training our subconscious mind to say, let's do more of this. Mm -hmm. Even though we know we didn't save or we know we've got debt or we got to get our credit in order. The mind and body is just doing what we've trained it to do. So Mm -hmm. if you think about that really from a basic perspective, Mm -hmm. we've been doing this for 30 something plus years. Yes how can you just change that overnight? Mm-hmm. With mind power, you can. But if you need a bit more time, then you need to explore your journey and really get clear and say, okay, well, this is something I want to unlearn. I don't want to know better and not do better. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. And then you start to peel back those layers of your mindset, asking yourself questions, answering those questions right, and really writing it down because it is an exercise and it should be something that we put attention to because again in our subconscious training where attention goes energy flows so if you don't put any energy into learning why you are the way you are financially Mm -hmm. then you can't necessarily break free from it if you want to you have to acknowledge it you have to know where it's coming from and then untrain it for the past 30 something years that you've right. been training it, mm-hmm. and then start to adopt the new mindsets, which then will drive the new behaviors, which then you'll see new results. So yeah. it always starts in the mind.
0: Okay. Well, I do want to um, just say just personally, I started journaling everything that I spent my money on and I was surprised at how much money I spent on eating out. Um, you know, I, I work, I go out with my coworkers every day. I might yeah. order in breakfast, lunch, and then you're going home, you're stopping by and getting dinner. I spent over $500 in one month in just eating out. That just didn't make sense to me. So I changed my mindset, started taking my lunch um, to work. Even though it was more convenient to just buy something once I got there, I saved a lot more money every month by not eating out. So where do you suggest we start? Do you suggest we start by journaling or how? what do you think we should do?
1: I'm so glad you asked. So in my curriculum and working with clients, there is one tool I developed called the 30 day look back. Very similar to what you've done in terms of journaling, right? But with the 30 day look back, I start with this as a budgeting tool because one, we should be budgeting. So if you're okay. not, then you're let's start. So then yeah. where do you start? Start with a 30 day look back. Well, what is that? Mm-hmm. That is a tool you can use to figure out where every single penny was spent for the past 30 days. And once you do that, like you said, you've got all this data. Wow, I spent $500 on dining out. When I do my 30 day look back personally, I have to separate dining out from grocery shopping because those are two different behaviors. And I like to keep both in check because I find when I don't, I might spend $500 on groceries and $500 eating out. That is $1,000 towards food. And then you're like, all right, i like eating out Mm -hmm. i don't want to stop eating out right but i need to start i need to start cooking because that's just the better way right and what i realized was one i don't cook well so let's start there (laughs) two (laughs) so two we're not gonna do that um but it did not serve me to try to stop eating out to start cooking that wasn't my behavior Showed that wouldn't work so i also want to remind us Don't do things that don't serve you and let your behavior tell you what your behavior is going to do. Remember, subconscious training. So instead of just saying, okay, I need to cut back and I need to start cooking, that don't work for me, I don't cook. I I said, I'm going to shift my budget towards dining out. That's what my behavior shows I wanna do. I don't wanna cook and when I do buy groceries, my food goes bad. Mm -hmm. So we may have these behaviors that support us doing what we like to do. And if that's the case, then we should do it. The 30 day look back helps you identify that because now you have all these categories of where your money went, how much you (laughs) spent in each category, and then you ask yourself two questions. How do I feel about the amount of money I spent on Shopping the amount of money. I spent on food or dining out whatever those categories are Mm -hmm. that you've laid out Right you ask yourself each for each category How do I feel about this number and is this something I want to start stop change or continue? Is this a behavior? I want to see next month when I do my 30-day look back and from there you start to unlock giving yourself permission to do what serves you financially in your spending behavior.
0: That is like amazing, like great advice. I had to wait 51 years to like learn that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but the 30 day look See? back is amazing. So I did order um, Dr. Dominique's book. So I want everyone to know that. And I think it will be just Yay. in saying that it will be a great Christmas gift because Christmas is coming. Um, was it, uh, what's the name of your book again?
1: Here it is. So it's yeah. Master My Money. Yes steps to solve your money problems and create a
0: foundation for financial freedom so if you want to give someone something for Christmas that is going to help definitely help them with their money right it's just the best Christmas gift I think you can give anyone and in saying that, so, I, you know, I, I told you, I called on my girlfriend, Hey, I have this financial guru on the show today, and we have like a thousand questions. I know we can't get through all of them. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give them your information so that you can definitely have them as a client. So I have a client. She's uh, 32. She is uh, kind of blew through her money, just went shopping and has all this credit card debt. And now that COVID has hit, her income has stopped. So she hasn't been able to pay her bills. She's contemplating bankruptcy. She hasn't. Um, started working again, unemployment, you know, they cut that extra stimulus money. So what mm-hmm. what do you think is the best um, solution for her? So she is contemplating bankruptcy, but she's not quite sure which direction she should go. Should she hold it out? Is it affecting her credit? Like the creditors are trying to work with her, but now that since we're heading, you know, like almost a year worth of COVID, um, she's really not sure how to navigate her finances right now. So do you think bankruptcy is an option for people or what do you think, um, which direction you think she should go?
1: This is a great question, and a lot of people very well may find themselves in this situation. So mm-hmm. I'm a financial coach, consultant, and strategist, and part of that means I work with clients in situations like this to explore options. Okay. Obviously, we know what bankruptcy is and what it will do,
0: mm-hmm. but it is
1: not always the only option. And so when you start to work with the professional, you can explore what's going to be best for you. Now, bankruptcy is a; it's not a quick fix because it still takes time it It just stops the pain right it's like i just want to stop all of this pain Mm -hmm. it stops the pain but the bleeding might still be there so it's important that the mind is still processing as if you're not in a situation as if you're not in a crisis what would be the best thing for her to do well sit down look at her budget If you got any income coming in, I don't care how much it is. Mm -hmm. Of course, it might be less than before. But if you've got any income coming in, the very best thing you can do is manage it. Management is mastery. When you manage your money, you will get more. As a woman of God and of faith, I know it might sound loosey-goosey to some people. But when you start managing them little crumbs, people then say, okay, you're ready for the cake. Mm -hmm. And I cannot, I can't tell people how to do their money without bringing that up because it's all in my business and in my curriculum. Mm-hmm. You've got to start looking at your numbers. Okay, you're working with creditors. You're, you're in contact with your creditors. That's great. Mm-hmm. There's only so much that they're going to do or be able to do, whether it's put you in a three-month program or put your, your account on pause until six months, and then you might check in with them. Mm-hmm. That's all great because it just kind of puts things on pause right. and it stalls. Mm-hmm. In the meanwhile, though, let's just say you weren't in that situation. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you weren't... Com- Uh, considering bankruptcy what would you be doing is it oh i would still be working at the job where my income got decreased okay what were you doing there and can you start doing that for yourself Mm -hmm. so now we're shifting our mindset away from the pain and the trauma and the bleeding Mm -hmm. and not enough to go around and more of that is going to give you more of that Mm -hmm. step back all right if i was getting paid x y and z to do that how can i keep getting paid X, Y, and Z to do that. It's more more than one way to skin this financial cat. But now we've got to get creative. And this is where we focus on increasing your income. It takes a lot longer to increase your income than it does to decrease your expenses, but it is a lot more rewarding. The other thing is, okay, you can go through with the bankruptcy. You might think that's the best fit for you. No problem. And bankruptcy is not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. legal and it's there as a solution. So I want you to also know if it's the best fit, you should do it. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't explored other options like working with your creditors, putting in a place a debt reduction strategy based on the income you have, mm-hmm. then let's see what that might do. Because okay. again, you start managing, you might get more money, just it comes, it starts to come from places you wouldn't imagine. So the first right. thing is just start managing what you have don't just give it out let me try to pay this one and pay that one stick to a budget create one if you don't have it and if you
0: need support you got to reach out to me okay well i know a lot of people that need support um definitely and <laughs> we're gonna keep saying reese financial services reese financial services by the time Thank it's over friend. everyone is going to say reese financial services reese financial <laughs> services <laughs> yes rfs no <laughs> on here rfs yes yes we are definitely going to do that so i had another question for you which we're just i'm just so excited you have no idea like how excited um, my yes my friends are so i have another friend who is currently living um at home with her mother she's a younger girl she's like 21 trying to make ends meet um i know like what her issue is or what i think it is but i'm not the financial guru right now she's in college she has a ton of student debt and she's trying to manage her student debt and her finances. Um, she has about sixty-something thousand dollars in student debt right now. Um, she works a okay job, but she just doesn't seem like she can make ends meet and move out of her parents' house. So, how do you think you can do that with managing your student loans? Are there any other programs that you can do? Because I know that a lot of people are under that student loan debt. I think the government has like special programs right now to help you um, with that. But what can what can people do to you? E- can you even lower your student debt or make arrangements um with your creditors to lower your student debt or how does that work so you might not like this answer but it's okay it's what it is okay you've got
1: to manage okay so when i hear you've got money coming in and if she's still in college then there's other things we should be worried about not the debt the debt okay. is what it is so mm-hmm. if you have a job and you're and you are paying back the debt right now which If you're still in college, you don't have to do that. So if you have that six to nine month grace period after graduation, that's when your student loans kick in and you've got to start repaying them. But if you're still in college, then let's not focus on the debt because you still probably have a little bit more to accumulate before you're done. This is just a shift in mindset and a shift in priorities. As a young college student, your focus is on income. How can I maximize and optimize my income? And when you do that, when you were, sorry, when you are able to do that, now we're talking about increasing what's coming in. If we increase okay. what's coming in, we don't have to worry about enough going around because mm-hmm. there's enough to go around. Yeah. So, again, there's always more than one area in any one situation that must be covered which is why finances are so holistic we can't talk about debt without talking about budgeting without talking about income mm-hmm. like you need the income to pay down the debt and your budget is there to tell you how much you can comfortably afford to pay towards your debt sometimes we just get the statement oh they want me to pay 479 a month if you can't comfortably and affordably pay back $479 a month, right. then we need to be having a different discussion, right. not trying to make that happen. Now we talk about the programs that are available to us. Okay. Now we can talk about income based repayment options. So it's always a divine order to our money. And our focus is usually not where we need to have it, it's okay. usually on another area where it's yeah. like so basic that we overlook it because we don't think it's valuable like a budget, you know, if she's not budgeting, then that's the first step, we got to get our people to manage our money, if we don't manage it, you have no idea what it's doing, it's doing what it wants to do, and you're not mastering, you're you're not in control, the money is in control, Mm -hmm. but when you start budgeting, you are literally training your subconscious mind Mm -hmm. to say, when I get money, I sit down, and I tell it where to go, and my money only goes where I tell it to go. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, then your money will go here. I just swipe, I just swipe, I just swipe, this right, came up, right. I just swipe. Was that in the budget though? Because you know that budget will tell you what you can yes. comfortably and afford to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're not
0: consulting your budget, who are you consulting? Yourself. Yeah, so, just what I want. I want <laughs> it now. And now. budget. <laughs> yes, 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 with no budget. But it sounds like everything goes to managing um your money like with your blueprint that you're talking about or you're speaking of so managing your budget and managing it and having a budget are go hand in hand with what it sounds like so every question is going to come back to you need to manage it whatever you have right no and, and have, the question how is are you are you? Mm-hmm.
1: you know it's most of us this is not magic that's the things like well what program or what can i do go back to basics, and we weren't taught the basics. So that's why it's right. not naturally instinctive for us to be like, I need a budget. If anything, most of us is like, I try budget and it don't work. Yes. Those are two very different mindsets. Mindsets drive action. So if you don't have a budget to tell you what's going on, what actions are you taking that actually serve you? The budget right. will help you with that. But if you don't have it to consult from jump, then you just doing what you think is best, and then you see right. your account going down, down, down. It's right. less money every time. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot, I still got this. Oh shoot, I still got that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well if we were consulting the budget, you would have known better to make that purchase for twenty-seven thirty-seven. even right. though it was 27 bucks. Did the budget say you could do that? Now that $27 could have went towards that debt, or right. could have went towards your, your credit payment, or it could have mm-hmm. went towards your savings. Mm-hmm. But it's those very basic principles that we think we're beyond. Oh, I don't need that or I tried it Use that budget sit with your numbers and get real intimate with your numbers right now Because yeah. they will tell a story
0: and the story never lies It doesn't and like all this knowledge that you're spilling right now I just want to let everyone know like what school you went to. Can you let everyone know like what school you went to? So I graduated
1: from Princeton University one more time?
0: Jersey. <laughs> Princeton University <laughs> I was so excited to hear that and to see that you know you went to that school not just because you're a woman but you're an African American woman and any little girl that's watching this I would love for them to like look at you and see that you're a woman and you did it at Princeton a prestigious college um, I was telling you about uh, my kids unfortunately I you know kind of sheltered them too I didn't send them to uh, school with a lot of people that look like them so my daughter was so shocked that when she went to college she had teachers that look like her, police officers, judges. It was like so empowering for her to see people like herself. So Princeton, how was oh that? God. And how was your experience? Oh, it was rough. I went to
1: Crenshaw High, shout out to Seahouse, um oh, uh, I wasn't prepared for Ivy League. I was not being prepared for an Ivy League education, mm-hmm. um, as a lot of us are when we were going to inner city schools. And so I got there, I belong there, everything in divine order, but I struggled. I struggled how to relearn how to write a paper. I thought I knew how to write a paper until I got to Princeton. I struggled with research and, and really what it did, it taught me how to challenge my thinking as well as to challenge everything I read. I'll never forget Professor Eddie Gloud. You know, I took him in, in um, my African-American studies course and. I wrote this paper, and I thought my paper was the bomb. And he was like, you just told me what the book said. He's like, you didn't challenge anything the book said. And I'm like, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Like, right. No one ever gave me permission to challenge what right. the book said, the book. Right. So that changed my entire mindset around living, life, education, but Princeton was a journey, and it wasn't until my senior year that I was like, okay, I got it, I'm ready. It's like, it's time to go. <laughs> like, okay, well, let's go. <laughs> I'm out of yeah. here, I survived. But it was a, it was an awesome experience, and I'm so grateful that I had uh, the
0: opportunity to attend. That's so awesome, and what a blessing it is. So you're with uh, Natalie Randall. Do you remember like how you met Natalie? Cause she's like a total rock star. You yes. are April in her Queens and Kings calendar. So if you have not done it yet, please, everyone, go to Black Business Women Rock and subscribe to yes. um, the network. It does say Black women, but it's for all women. It's just who she is. It's just who you know, we are in our own skin. We really don't have like our own platform, but anyone is welcome to join. So how did you meet our girlfriend, our queen, our queen with the hat on? Yeah, <laughs> I met Miss
1: Natalie through her conferences. I don't remember how I got wind of it, but I got wind of it. This was back, I mean, I think 2015 maybe, mm. and um, I attended the conference she had in downtown LA. Mm. I went, I was just blown away by know, right? how many black women showed up. Yes. Two, the love and positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, the speakers were off the chain that yes. year. And she's touchable. You know, sometimes people aren't touchable. Yeah, like, so. <laughs> um, and so everything was just like love. Like, all right, well, who are you? And how are you and let's connect and how can we support each other and even right. the vendors that she had at that conference were awesome and
0: amazing and so that was my right. introduction to bbwr oh that's awesome so how did you um, how did you get chosen for the calendar I know she, you're amazing so okay so let me just stop like right here so Natalie has chosen these phenomenal women and I don't know how she keeps like finding all these ladies <laughs> like <laughs> So we had this Tanya on there on here yesterday from um, you know Sand and Shores, and I was like, where did she find this lady? She's like, she's like so amazing. Then I talked to right. Candace and Candice is like, well, you think she's you're blown away from her? You need to talk to like Miss Dominique, she's financial planner, this and that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like so excited. I'm like, don't tell me anything else. I want to meet her. I want to meet her. <laughs> so we have well, so many people on the platform. So how did you get yeah. chosen? And tell me like what that experience was like just being chosen
1: to be a part of this phenomenal movement of being on the calendar. Well, thank you again, Miss Natalie, um, everything in divine order. I thank God for putting people in my path. And so I think the reason why I was chosen was because I've been involved. You know, when you hang around someone and you attend and you support your true color show, you know, someone's right. able to see what you're about and your authenticity, and, and really how you support what they got going on. They always say, right. well, you know, ask people how you can be a resource. And I've always done that with Miss Natalie. I mean, I already know what she's doing. She's creating a platform for us. And so when we take advantage of it, that's one thing but how can you give back to her? How can you support what she's got going on? And I would ask her that every now and again, and then she'll share what she's got going. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna keep you in mind for this. I'm like, okay, it's all good. <laughs> and before you know it, it's like, all right, it's here. She did what she mm-hmm. says she do. Right. And now she's asking me to be a part of it. and that's my style so I just I support yeah. I find out how I can be of a resource and then if everything in divine order and it's meant for me to play a role I'm gonna play that role but I, I thank God for her for showing up in her platform so that I'm here today
0: <laughs> oh yes so definitely you're April and um we have another lady coming on it's like all month we're gonna have like these phenomenal ladies um coming on then I guess it's the men the kings the things are coming up next i'm so (laughs) excited like her calendar um that would be another good great christmas gift you know back in the day we get the the state farm calendars from our local insurance agent (laughs) that had all the you know all the people on there and you know the special days and events and that kind of thing so getting these calendars would be a great christmas gift for anyone um, who wants a calendar for 2021 it's not too late you can pre-order and then also my dr dominique she will be on april month is April and April has a special meaning for you so tell everyone what April means not just because it's my birthday month you know yes uh... no praise
1: God um April is also national financial literacy month so it's a time at least in the industry where we put out a lot of marketing towards getting in the know learning more about money checking in with yourself and really increasing your financial education whatever you don't know pledge to, to use April as a month to learn a little bit more about it. So that's yeah. what Financial Literacy Month is all about.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And then lastly, I know we're almost out of time. We're going a little over, but I don't care. I could talk to you, like, for another 15, 20, 30, Thank 40 you minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your book um, and tell us uh, where we can find it, where we can buy it. Can we get it on Amazon, your website, and your contact information? Absolutely. So, again, Dr. Dominique
1: Reese. uh, master my money is available on amazon so you could just google master my money you could google my name Uh, you can reach me at reesefinancialservices.com i'm on instagram as dr dominique i'm on facebook as master my money um and then i'm on linkedin so that's also a great way to connect with me and this book is all about the strategies and solutions and tools that i use with my clients in a 101 capacity. But when a client is not ready to work with me or they're just entering the journey and it can be too much at times to just start working with someone. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta get the people what they need. And this book has all of the solutions. If you can't work with me, you just cop the book and you still get access to the tools, the strategies and the solutions so you could get your goals taken care of. And then at some point in the future, if and when you're ready, Then you can come to me and you already know my get down, at least, you know, my solutions, you know, my platform, you know, what I believe in, in terms of the money philosophies that I subscribe to and share with my clients. So that's really what the book is about, but it's meant to be um, like a workbook. So as you start reading it, it's going to ask questions right in the book, you know, start jotting down your stuff. And it's so simple. And you'll come out already having some awareness that you didn't have before.
0: Okay, well, that's amazing. I'm so excited about that. Now, this is the last question I ask all my guests. What okay. would you tell the younger Dr. Dominique, just based on everything you've been through, what would you tell the younger Dominique, Dr. Dominique if you are able to meet her and talk to her and just sit down and tell her, girl, hang in there. What would you tell her? Gosh, hang in there for sure. Eat
1: God first, but what that really means is like seek him mm-hmm. as your primary counsel. And start that business ASAP. Oh, yeah. Because I just feel like sometimes we were trained to think working the job is the only way when right. we now realize that the job is just not enough. Yeah. And we got people trying to start businesses. But if I were told to start a business and that was my training, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna start a business. Like, that's just what we do. I think I would have blew up so fast. like (laughs) You know, so start that business younger, Dr. Dominique, and keep God first and seek him as your primary counsel.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tell Janelle podcast, where each week we'll learn together and grow together. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, have a topic that you would like to talk about, or just tell us how we're doing please contact me at telljanelle at telljanelle.com or call 214-600-8509. That's J-E-A-N-E-L-L at telljanelle.com. Be optimistic. Think great things are coming, no matter what you're currently going through. Think there's so much to look forward to. Now go out there and be amazing. Tell Janelle speaks to everyday people and is a platform for individuals who want to share their journey through life as a business owner, parent, activist, mentor, or friend. Tell Janelle is a stage to be your authentic self and captivate the world.